हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट ट्वेंटी वन सिविल सोसाइटी एंड डेमोक्रेसी एंड अवर टॉपिक इज द डेमोक्रेटिक डेंजर्स ऑफ सिविल सोसाइटी सिविल सोसाइटीज कंट्रीब्यूशन टू डेमोक्रेसी इन डोमेस्टिक एज वेल एज ग्लोबल गवर्नेंस इज वेल प्लेस्ड इन कॉन्टेक्सट बट हियर it must be noted that civil society might in certain ways actually detract from democratic governance of international relations in these situations it is not that civil activities fail to realize their democratizing potential but that they in fact obstruct popular rule seven general negative possibilities can be identified the first one is civil society activities may not essentially pursue democratic purposes though the term civil society at the outset seems to convey elements of civility and virtue but in practice voluntary associations do not if so facto have the promotion of democracy on their agenda on the contrary elements of such organizations may engage themselves in subverting democracy for example some civil organizations can work to promote their private party interest and privileges the destructive groups are engagements in promoting racism ultra nationalism and religious fundamentalism work contrary to the democratic rights of others those parts of the islamic sector that are politically relevant such as muslim brotherhood have not pushed for democracy in a comprehensive fashion the second one is civil society might draw away from democracy if its efforts are poorly planned and designed or executed if the said activity waste function without understanding the institutional arrangement of governance they could cause real harm to the very objectives of the, their organization even acad- academicians may fail to link their theoretical models of universal application of democracy to empirical evidence and political exigencies of that particular area the third is ill equipped government agencies can not hurdle civil society inputs regulatory bodies may lack relevant staff expertise adequate funds suitable procedures or the necessary receptive attitudes to take advantage of the benefits on offer from civil society government officials may consult civic 
associations only in the later stages of the policy making when the key decisions have already been taken instead of promoting democracy this could lead to friction to the society and cause turmoil the fourth one is the state funding and benefits could corrupt the volunteers of the civic organizations instead of focusing on their aims and objectives they could run in short term gains the fifth is inadequate representation could seriously undermine the very fabric of democracy if civil society has to realize its promises fully then all strata of civil society should be duly allowed to access authorities and moreover equality of opportunity in terms of participation otherwise civil society can reproduce or even enlarge structural inequalities and arbitrary privileges connected with class gender nationality race religion urban versus rural location and so on the sixth is civil society's concern for global democracy could be insensitive towards the local cultural practices here civil society may not respond to all of the context of local population in particular there is a danger that civil society in the south and the former communist ruled countries could come under the strong influence of western styled western funded ngos led by the westernized such campaigner might criticize prevailing conditions of global governance they have stronger cultural affinities with global managers than with local communities thus ngos and other professionalized civil society bodies may perhaps quite unintentionally marginalize grassroots circles that could give better voice to the diverse life worlds that global governance affects and the seventh is civil society may lack international democracy civil society groups including those that specifically campaign for greater democracy can fail fall short of democratic behavior in their own functioning a lack of internal democracy within civil society circles is not only objectionable in itself but also contradicts its very goal of bringing democracy to society at large it is an often realized situation where civic associations offer their members little opportunity for participation beyond the payment of the subscriptions 
civil society organizations may advocate on behalf of certain constituencies without adequately consulting them. The leadership of a civic organization may suppress debate in the name of welfare. Civic groups may lack transparency as sometimes they do not publish financial statements or declarations of objectives of their organization, let alone full-scale reports of their activities. Given these potential problems, we should balance our enthusiasm for civil society as promoting agency for democracy in domestic as well as international arena with due caution and care. One should not be swayed by much of the alluring fantasies of civil society. Much can go right but much can also go wrong. Civil society can be a means to good ends but it is not the end itself. There are circumstances where civic involvement may detract from democracy or spotage the very fabric of democracy. It should be the first demand of the society that the civic associations should not merely assert but also demonstrate their democratic legitimacy. In addition to this, it should be clearly inferred that those who propagate or fund the very institution of democracy abroad are themselves democratic in their behavior. U.S. has aided several pre-democracy organizations in the Middle East since 1991. Majority of the democracy aid for the Middle East from 1991 to 2001 had been around about $150 million. The projects were classified as civil society strengthening. In West Bank and Gaza, the United States had funded some Palestine NGOs during the Israel occupation after the Palestinian Authority was created in 1994. The United States expanded this aid and categorized much of it as civil society strengthening. In 2000, U.S. aid program launched a $32 million project to support Palestine NGOs, mostly service NGOs. In Lebanon, U.S. aid program spent several million dollars to assist community-based service NGOs during the 1990s. Aiding civil society was the leading element of U.S. efforts. Promoting democracy was not the only rationale for these projects. In Egypt, the United States believed that giving private groups 
an expanded role in development would advance its larger policy goal of economic liberalization in the west bank and gaza the united states hoped to generate popular support for the oslo peace process by helping palestine and jews improve living conditions under self rule in addition ngos were a key instrument for channeling aid because congress had imposed a ban on direct us funding of the palestine authority in lebanon the united states wanted to help local communities rebuilt in the aftermath of civil war as government agencies were very weak community based organizations and ngos were better aid partners during the clinton administration political islam became a factor though not one that was openly acknowledged some us official saw service ngos as a potential counterweight in the islamic charities and other groups that were a major source of grassroots support for islamist opposition movements and these officials wanted to direct resources to such groups for this reason however when in 1991 and 2003 america attacked small countries iraq and afghanistan united states commitment for global democracy for undemocratic means could be easily inferred america's liking for democracy is not new nearly two dozen military invasions launched in the name of democracy throughout mexico central america and the caribbean by american president mostly notably wilson president from 1913 to 21 did not produce a single viable democracy most instructive still are the most recent instances in which the united states has forcibly removed dictatorial regimes with the implicit premise of creating democracy panama in 1992 haiti in 1994 and afghanistan in 2002 None of these experiences can be held up as examples of successful democratization. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.